Welcome to the SWB Week 9 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, the current first place and most winningest owner in league history, The Real Get At Me. And with me today is my co-host and your commissioner, Joey Fantasy. Thanks, Tom. I'm so happy to be a part of this tonight. No, I'm really glad you could be here because, you know, everybody always hears me talk and, you know, we'd like to get, we'd like to get, you know, the commissioner's feeling, you know, he, he likes to stay pretty active in the league. Appreciate that. So this week I want to do power rankings. You know, we're, we're through nine weeks. It's only four weeks left till playoff start. And there's just a lot of, a lot of argument about who's number one, like, I don't score a lot of points, but I win the most games. And, you know, guys like Bob, he's got a lot of points, but he doesn't win a lot of games. You know, so we can start these power rankings off. We're just going to get the obvious out of the way. I don't know how obvious it might be to you. But Team Ace got to be on the bottom. I mean, as much as I love him. He was my best man at my wedding. The only thing he's got going for him this year is that Anthony Angelotta drafted his team. He's not your best man when it comes to fantasy football. I mean, take me back through his appendix bursting on the most important day of the year. Yeah, I just recall it uh, receiving a, a text message that uh, he was on his way to the hospital and he wasn't feeling good and he was going to have Anthony Angelotta uh, draft for his team. Um, I didn't know what to think of it at first, you know, after his shenanigans he pulled earlier this summer. Right, and you and you didn't say, why can't you wait till next week when I get married? Like, I got things to do. Like, this is, I'm the commissioner of the most important fantasy football league. Yeah, it just put us all, you know, every owner, not just myself, in a, in a weird, awkward state. And, you know, the whole retirement scheme that he, he ran this summer, it was just very unprofessional and unlike him. It's just sad. I mean, looking at his team, he might have some good things on his roster. I mean, he's got Deshaun Watson, which literally carried him to a couple of his victories. Well, he only got a couple, so he's got Deshaun Watson. I mean, he picked up Latavius Murray, but I can tell you right now, that I don't think that was Anthony or Chase's doing. They got a tip from somebody. Yeah, I'm not sure who tipped him off, but whoever did, I think he needs to uh, give him a hug and kiss. I mean, I'm no expert, but I can believe I saw Latavius Murray sitting on the waiver wires on Wednesday morning. But again, I thought this was a competitive league. Uh, He's got Zach Ertz, and outside of one game, he's been pretty disappointing for whatever Anthony paid for him. Um. Team's got some other weaknesses. He also drafted Antonio Brown. I can't even name some of his wide receivers, let alone his running backs. Overall, you know, besides the ownership struggle between Anthony and Chase, I'd say Chase's appendix is probably his biggest weakness this season. Yeah, either that or that Waller trade he did with me. Right? I mean, you're just stealing candy from a baby there, Joe. I mean, it worked out in my favor. Who would have thought? Right. Coming in number 11 for me, I have the 2018 champ, Dave Giorizzo. 
It seems like he's hoping that he gets to Derrick Henry that won him the 2018 championship. Because outside of that, Drew Brees has a thumb issue. He actually started Daniel Jones a few times, and he's still holding him on his roster. A couple injuries with... Thielen's hamstring started two games left after goosing him. He's got A.J. Green on his bench for the 10th consecutive week. He's probably not even going to play this week. Honestly, the only bright spots to this team could be Patriots defense being a top five position play anywhere and Justin Tucker, who's the only kicker in the league worth owning. Yeah, I would have never had that or Dave, the 2018 champ, this far back in the power rankings until last week. I mean, he spent most of his time, you know, in the woods hunting the deer while I was hunting on the waiver wire and grabbing Preston Williams, putting up, you know, nearly 30 points last week and filling in some other spots on my roster when, you know, I just expected the 2018 champ to be doing the same as me especially when he had half his roster on by. It just, it just seemed like he was more interested in the woods, not the waiver wire. Yeah, there's some guys, they got they got hobbies, but they don't have responsibilities, I see. So, so coming in at number 10, you know, this, this is a team that, you know, I always like to – I always like to see what he's doing. You know, he's, he's a champ. He was – tied with me for the most wins in league history. You know, he one time he drafted with nothing more than a notebook and a piece of pencil when he won that championship. You know, but to see him way down here, you know, at number 10, I mean, he only scored 60 points last week. You know, he's he's making trades with with people like Kiefer. Um He's got Leonard Fournette. He's getting all the touches. He's getting all the yards, but the guy can't find the end zone. Devontae Adams was injured, and that's a guy he gave up Tyreek Hill for. Or not Tyreek Hill. Uh, Aaron Jones for. You know, and Aaron Jones has found the end zone more than both these guys combined. But, I mean, if anything – a thing called positive regression. Adams and Fournette should start seeing the uh, the end zone more often here this year. And uh, he's also got some really nice QBs with Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. But one of his biggest problems is he he I think he should have moved one of those quarterbacks. I mean, I know Stafford's just been real hot the last couple weeks, but. This is, he could have moved Stafford a couple weeks ago and probably shored up one of his position players, especially in his wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote my league note a few weeks ago, and I had mentioned, if, if you recall, I, I had thought Ross was going to go on a three-game, three one streak. He's on two right now looking for his third. 
I'm not sure he's going to get it this week, but, uh, you know, as the commissioner, I get a lot of phone calls and text messages throughout the year from individual owners, um, especially uh, at the beginning of the season about reset, resetting the schedule. And, uh, you know, once they tell me to reset it, they're always like, I don't want to play Ross. He's such a good owner. Um, I have a feeling after the auction draft this year, uh, the owners are going to be saying the opposite next year, saying they hope they get Ross twice. Right, I mean, only 925 points. That's a league low. Uh, it's disappointing. It's, it's not looking good for him. And I mean, like I said, there's there's a lot of defending champs filling out the back half of my power rankings this week. I mean, let's just move on. I don't have anything else to say about Ross other than, you know, the fact that I only scored 70 points and I still somehow out one just tell you how bad his season's going for him. Because he needed that win more than I did. I'm in first place. Uh, number nine, I've got Team Dino. Um, there was a couple weeks this year where he looked like he was going to really put some things together. Uh, he had Austin Eckler when he was a featured back. Patrick Mahomes was throwing... Patrick Mahomes is on pace to throw for 70 touchdowns. Uh, you know, he's got Kenny Galladay. He's got guys catching touchdowns. Um, and what there was one other thing I really liked about his team. I just. Yeah, he's having one of those, those years of oh. bad, bad, bad case blues. You know who it is? It's Austin Hooper, the number one tight end. You know, that's really that's been one of his bright spots where he's been able to put up some points some weeks thanks to Austin Hooper. But honestly, his team, there was a point in the season where Melvin Gordon came back and really threw up everything from his team. Because since Melvin Gordon came back, he's got losses to, who's that, Team Ace? No, that was, sorry about the downtime. Actually, he won that game, regards. Well, that's right. Dean's really getting killed here on the back half of points against him. Almost 1,100 points, most in the league. Uh, 943 points. It's respectable, but that's the uh, second lowest points scored. And he's got the most points against him. And usually that's a recipe for ending in the bottom half of his line. These power rankings. You know, maybe him and uh, him and Dave should get out of the blind for a second, open their eyes. Yeah, a lot of rumors still floating around about consolidating the Giorizos to one team. All right, I forgot about that. You know, we thought we were going to have the open spot when we kicked Chase out because he was dying, but I guess he could stay in for now. Um, 
this is where things start getting shaken up. This is where I really start looking at the team as a whole compared to what just your record is. Um, I've got Wilson, even though he might be sitting in a playoff position in the rankings, I've got him at number eight. Um, you've got Kareem Hunt coming coming back this week. Levon Bell, I think he he went for an MRI and a second opinion already this week. Um, and those were honestly those were his those were his better parts of his team. He he is he is working with an MVP quarterback. Russell Wilson's been doing everything for him. And, you know, good quarterbacks can win you this league. But if there's a downtick in the production with his running backs, he's he's going to feel that come playoff time. What do you think? I think this one was a little bit further back in, in the rankings than I expected it to be. I see Wilson as a, a potential threat in the playoffs. Um Rob always adjusts adjust to injuries pretty well. So, I mean, he's coming off one of his highest scoring weeks this week with a 128-point crushing of Team Ace. You know, like I said, Wilson scored 49 of those points, so he didn't need much. And actually, interesting take, he pulled his defense when the match might have still been close on Monday night. Some might question that kind of theory, but his defense actually scored 17 points if he would have just left him in. He could have he could have eclipsed 140 points if he wanted. Yeah, and that would have added to his total points year-end, which would obviously move him up probably a spot or two. I, I mean, you look at his off or his entire roster, though, you got one of the best running backs in the league right now, Nick Chubb, and then the rest of his crew is, is with high, high-powered offenses with Julian Edelman and and, you know, Marvin Jones, he's got Stafford throwing to him. And Russell Wilson, obviously, his MVP career. So I see this one being a sleeper in the playoffs. Right, he could be. I mean, that guy was, like I was saying, you know, he's got guys, but much like what Gordon did to Eckler, Hunt might do to Chubb. So, you know, there could be some regression there. Now, uh... As we enter, you know, the number seven spot. This is this is probably my biggest surprise in my rankings here, where I've got Jones in for gold at number seven. He's got a MVP candidate in Lamar Jackson, who just had the game of his life against the New England Patriots defense. He's got Julio Jones and Cooper Cup, both in the top 10 in wide receiving. Uh, Mike Gallup had a very impressive game on Monday night, scoring that acrobatic touchdown. George Kittle is the new Gronk. He does whatever he wants out there. Um, you know, he finally, he finally was able to stop starting Adrian Peterson with Matt Burita's really coming onto his own. Um, 
honestly, I think the only thing that could have been hurting him was some of the trades he made with Kiefer, but it looks like he's actually turned those around because he's now got the upper hand on that as he beat Kiefer this week using his own guys against him. Yeah, I, I saw that he – everyone saw that he beat Kiefer this week, but the thing with this lineup is, to me – it's flash. It's like cooking bacon in an oil pan. You get a little, little splash of that oil and you burn yourself. I mean, to be able to win a, a ring, uh, and, and neither Nick or you have experience in doing that, you got to have some consistency. And this lineup to me just is a disaster as far as consistency. I could, I, I could see where you're coming from. You know, Joe Mixon doesn't get anybody excited because honestly, I think they're about. 36 other running backs he could pick off the waiver that would help him more than the seven single-digit games he's had so far this year. Um, And that's a guy he spent a lot of his budget on during draft time, and he's just not paying off for him. But he did make the trade for Philip Lindsay, so maybe he's moving that way. He, uh, He had an extra tight end. He made another questionable trade with Kiefer. And now he's got Philip Lindsay, so maybe maybe he's going to work work Lindsay into his lineup this week. But do you think Lindsay is any any more consistent than any of the other ones? Uh, fortunately, Lamar Jackson's been probably the only consistent line. Cooper Cup have been his only two consistent players, but um, I'm not sure that I'd ride that train my entire season. I mean, everyone here in the Pittsburgh market talks about Lamar Jackson and, and which week he's going to get injured. And uh, Cooper Cup, I mean, you already know who's throwing to him. Not a very good quarterback. Right. Now, let's – so here's a guy at my number six spot who was in first place up until last week. Uh, I got Keenan and Kelsey. You know, he's got some very solid pieces. And Dalvin Cook, the – Number two running back on the year, averaging 21 points a game. And he's got Travis Kelsey. Again, having a tight end in this league is very important this year because there's really only a handful. I wouldn't even say five of them that you can actually start every week. So, I mean, if you've got one that could even get you 10 points a game, you've already got an upper hand on your opponent. Um, But outside of that, Keenan Allen... Very disappointing this year um, outside of a few games. You know, he had that one game at Houston where he scored 37 points. After that, he has not been the double digits again. Uh, I don't know if that's Philip Rivers. I don't know if that's defense. I don't know if that's just Allen can't get his hands on the balls. You know, that's just uh, disappointing. And, and then in the meantime... You've got DJ Shark Jr. that he picked up on the waivers after the draft running around as the number six wide receiver in the league. And I I believe Ammo's only started him one time this year. And that was because bye week forced him to. And it was actually his worst week of the year. So that serves him right. Yeah, this is a team that came out of the gate on fire. I mean, 
he came off, I think he was on, what, a five-game win streak. Thankfully for that win streak, because the last few weeks he's kind of been trending down and has been struggling a little bit. But here's a guy that sits in the middle of the pack. But with those earlier on wins, um, he's going to obviously coast his way into the playoffs. And once you're in there with, with some of the guys he's got on his team, uh, he could definitely make a push as he normally does each postseason. I mean, there's talk about him trying to trade for a QB. Cause, I mean, do you really want to live and die with Jameis Winston? Yeah, I mean, he's he's a competitive owner, and uh, I won't I won't give you any details on any of the offers that were personally sent over to him. But uh, yeah, he could have definitely improved his roster if he would have pulled the trigger on a few of them, and, and uh, probably would have been sitting a little bit higher on your power rankings and on the standings. All right, I mean. That Devin Singletary, I mean, that's a, that's a diamond in the rough so far is what it's looking like. Anybody who might have passed on him, you know, they're probably kicking themselves right now. But I digress. Um, Where are we? What number were we at? We were, that was six. All right, we're halfway home. We're halfway home. Number five, the only guy with a losing record inside my top half. And that's because this team scares me. We're looking at, you might even forgot he was in the league. And when we're talking about Bobby Scott's hot lockets. Um, what this guy does is score points. Greatly in part to my MVP, if you're asking me, because I think it's cheesy giving MVP to quarterbacks every year. But what Christian McCaffrey's doing right now is why Bob only drafts white players. He's reliable. He shows up to work every day. He gets it done. 28 points a game. That's ridiculous at some points. Um, the man's broke 25 points in seven games, seven games out of nine weeks. And he's had a buy already. I mean, that's consistency. That's, that's what wins you leagues around here. Um, Mike, and then outside of that, you know, Michael Thomas is no scrub at a wide receiver position. You know, he's a guy that you can count on every week to, you know, have a have a real good floor. I mean, Michael Thomas isn't gonna isn't gonna lose you a game, but he can definitely win you one. Uh you know, you can talk about guys doing their homework and checking the waiver wires. Kenyon Drake, you know, was the pickup of the week last week. Um coming in for Arizona, three days to practice. San Francisco hadn't given up a 100-yard rusher yet. And Kenyon Drake just gashes him. And Bob was the only one that saw it coming because he's the only one that picked him up. And, you know, he rode that. He rode that Thursday night momentum straight to his victory this week. He did win this week, right? Yeah, he was a leading scorer. I think he put up like 150, 140, somewhere up there. I think think he was as high as... Yeah, it yep. was 141. Team Dean uh, fell victim to the highest scorer of the of the week again, 141 really points. All right, and uh, 
And I haven't even talked about Tyler Lockett. Yeah, he's having an MVP season for himself. I mean, if if Russell Wilson's going to throw five touchdowns and majority of those are going to Lockett, I think you're in good good shape there. Yeah, one of the things I noticed about his team in particular, um, there's only one team that has a higher uh, statistical performance on him, but one of the things I look at uh, is points for, obviously he's sitting third back in the highest points total points for the league right now after this week. Um, and then if you look at points against, he's also third highest scored against them. So for him to maintain a strong record and, and have all those points scored against him uh, just shows you he's finding a way to get it done. And that, that's one of the things uh, Dean, Dean's lacking this season. I mean, let me tell you, that's not the guy I want to face first round of the playoffs. Yeah, speaking of that first round of playoffs, uh, since I got you on here now. and uh, Now a time for our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, sponsors. Our sponsors. Brought to you by Skullman Pouches. All right, and we're back. I've got Joey Fantasy, Commissioner of the League, still yeah, with baby. me. Still with me on the line. Uh, we've made it to the number four. Um, number four in my yeah. league. You know, I don't know how your top four differs from mine, but you know, this is home field advantage. And number four for me is make America great again. Not a good name. You know, he tried. Um, honestly, his biggest strength is luck. And not Andrew Luck. Just straight luck. Uh, Paul has managed to only have 884 points scored against him this year. While only scoring 916. I get lucky, but even I have over 900 points scored against me. And Ross just scored 70. So to say that Paul might be running thin here at the end of the season, he uh, he might need to make some changes. He's getting Alvin Kamara back. He picked up Kirk Cousins, who has played much better than he was when he was on my team before I dropped him. Um, you know, Paul picked him up, and he's had games of four touchdowns, four touchdowns. Got him with the goose egg, but then <clears throat> paid him back with another three touchdown performance against Kansas. So he's got stuff he can work with. Um, Marlon Mack has a real nice matchup this week against Miami. <coughs> um, Chris Godwin is looking nice this year, the number three receiver on the league. Um DK Metcalf, he might only catch two catches, but usually they're touchdowns. Again, that's a Russell Wilson effect. Um, you know, he went he went three for thirteen and two touchdowns the other week. I mean, that's a fi- that's efficiency. So I mean, that's something that uh, that Paul can really can really work on. And Paul's been one of my easier Easier league members to trade with. We've made two trades this year. Um, 
I was able to trade him Marlon Mack for Mike Evans, which I then turned into Aaron Rodgers, and we know how that went. Mike Evans is the number one wide receiver, so he may have made the wrong choice on which which Tampa Bay wide receiver to move, but when you're talking about number one or number three, I don't think he really hurt himself. Um, he's had a lot of injuries. Again, with Kamara missing so many weeks. Mark Cooper, I believe, is in for an MRI. Um, he just traded for Evan Ingram, who's looking to miss another week or two before their bye week. Um, you know, really, I think his biggest mess up this year was not owning Latavius Murray. You know, I think a better a better owner is gonna is gonna hold on to a handcuff like that, especially especially owning Alvin Kamara for seventy one dollars of your budget this year. And you know. Another reason why his points might have been so low, especially in the earlier part of the year, was he was dry, he was riding that Baker Mayfield train, and I think his fandom for the Browns was really holding them back. But now that Baker's on the bench, you know he's progressing in the right way. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen what this team could have done if he wouldn't have wasted thirty dollars on Baker Mayfield and spent that somewhere else. Right. You know, he's hurting at the tight end position. Um, he did. It does seem like Sanu going to New England at least paid off last week. You know, that's a good situation for him. Um, <clears throat> I know Paul stays really active on those waiver wires also. Uh, minus that whole Latavius Murray mess up. But maybe there was a fire that day and he couldn't get to it. You know, duty calls, lives need to be saved, cats, mailboxes, chimneys, things like that. Um, but looking ahead here, you know, Paul might stumble here going into the final stretch. Um, you know, he's going to have to go through Robbie. You know, he'll have his matchup against Dave, and that'd be an okay one. But he's going to finish the league the year off with Kiefer and Bob going into the playoffs. And if he loses three of four there, that could drastically change where he's standing in the standings, and he might not be in that top half anymore. Yeah, I mean, Paul's found a way to get it done all, all year long. I don't see him not finding a way to get into the postseason. But uh, for your top half, this is a, this is a team that I wouldn't mind opening up the playoffs with. You and me both. Um. Okay, now we're we're the top top three. You know, probably our three most competitive fan duelers. Um. At number three, Joe, I've got you at three. Um, do you think that's a fair ranking of your team? Yeah, I, I see that, and I see all these rankings here. And um, 
I really don't think much of it, to be honest with you. I mean, we can we can go on and on because everybody knows the stats don't lie and who's got the highest points. I mean, that's that's the true way to value. What I know you're. I know you're. I know you're a points guy, and if you're a points guy, you do understand that. You know, you also don't get pressured a lot. 884.5 points, the lowest in the league. I mean, you, you, you can't help with, you know, like <clears throat> Dean's Dean sitting on the other side of the spectrum where he's playing guys that are putting up an average of 130 points a week where I'm sitting here averaging guys that are putting up 90. You can't control that. You can only control what you control. And what I control is points. And I've proven that the last, I don't know how long we've been doing this, seven years, uh, I think. I'm well ahead of everybody else in points. I think Ross actually uh, was up there with me and Mike, Michael. But uh, outside of those three owners, I'm sitting right where I want. Now, uh, are you looking? Are you looking ahead at any playoff positioning? I know. Uh, you know, you're sitting at number three. Are you trying to get that number two spot? I mean, like like a probably majority of the owners <laughs> here, you just try and get in and. And uh, once you're in, anything can happen. I mean, there's been a number of times, I think two years out of the seven, where I was sitting at the one seed. And one of those years, Dean upset of me being the eight seed with, you know, a similar situation that he's in this year. Um, I mean, to me, just getting in, letting it ride. And, you know, you just got to adjust, obviously, with the injuries and uh, the poor decisions you make. And hopefully you make more good ones than bad ones. Now, I'm looking at your team, though, and, you know, you scored a lot of points, but I don't see a lot of those guys on your roster anymore. Um, guys like T.Y. Hilton, Chase Edmonds, uh, David Johnson's been in and out of your lineup. I think that's that's what's so great about this lineup. I mean, last week was a prime example. You know, I didn't have Connor Hilton, David Johnson, and I think I was, I was missing – Two quarterbacks that were on bye weeks, and yet again, you saw the outcome, 125 points, I think it was, without four studs. I mean, who's not going to take that? I mean, let's not get it skewed there. Uh, Mike Evans scored 30 of those. Hey, it is what it is, brother. I got him from a, yeah. from a, a weak fantasy owner. Right. Speaking of your quarterbacks, um, you seem to be kind of carouseling around. I think maybe you have too many and you don't know what to do with them. Uh, every week's a gamble on which one you should start. Yeah, every week's a gamble, but here I am sitting at six and three with the highest points. All right, I guess that's who we're going to take that at. Um, I know you did Preston Williams in last week with the uh, Joey Fantasy IR curse. That's, a that's, what good, that's what good owners do, Dom, and you know that. You got to play the waiver wire. You got to listen to podcasts like this and read magazines and constantly get alerts on your cell phone. I mean, it ain't easy having a ring. But what do you have to say about Parsonia having the game of his career and then now his season's over? Do you? There are a dime a dozen. I mean, you, you know have that? any responsibility for that? There's a dime a dozen. I appreciated his his output that week. I appreciate him and and his points. And uh, he served his team well. He's probably going to end up with a ring at the end of this year. And uh, I guess one more thing. I look at your team. Uh, how much longer do you think you're going to ride that Bears defense? Yeah, that, that's one that I've been pondering back and forth. But they're still sitting in the you know, top, I believe, 12. And 
that's all you can do is hopefully have a, a starter at each position that's in the top 12. Then you're doing your job. And, uh, you know, I will say <clears throat> Josh Jacobs seems to be a nice surprise this year. You know, you must have really done your homework this year, uh, spending $29 on him and really hoping he worked out. And for a couple weeks there, I don't know what you might have been thinking, but he's they seem to have things going on over there at Oakland, and they uh, they know what they want to do with them now. Yeah, he's a, he's a workhorse. He's proven. I think he's a top five running back right now, and uh, he's got a, a game here uh, Thursday night, and I'm hoping that he's got enough rest to continue to put up, you know, those 20 points he's averaging each week for me. All right. Well, do you feel do you feel like the number three is a fair position for you in these power rankings? I think it's fair. You think you should be number one? I think in your eyes it's fair. I want to know, do you think you should be number one because you have the most points? Time's going to tell. I'm just going to let the, the playoffs do the talking for me, Dom. I mean – You've got you've got three losses, and I just I know I know one of those guys are in front of you right now in these power rankings, and one. You can see it, and you've got one more to go. All right, so we're in the top two. You know these guys, these top two guys, they know their fantasy. They know the analytics of the game. They got the podcast. They do the fan duel. Um, you know, they know who to make trades with, who not to trade with. So at my number two, I'm going to go with Blue Mountain State. Now, Mike's got a team that, honestly, if you looked at it and you told them they were five and four, you would think they were crazy. But having the second most points scored against you at a 1,060 points, that's going to do you in even if you are scoring 140. Um, you know, Mike's got a top 10 guy at literally every position. Uh, Aaron Jones, Zeke Elliott, Tyree Hill, Hunter Henry. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, you would think a guy like that would be running this league right now. He is running this league. This reminds me of the year he wanted. I feel like he has a lot of these, and you know what? I'd hate to see him have one of those clunkers of a game that he, with four losses, it seems like he has them. He seems susceptible to getting beat. Um, you know, he, what do you do here? You know, he had a, he had a loss to Paul week one, but that was before his trades. Um, he just lost last week again to Nick to a guy he traded players to. Um, again, Nick, Nick used that Philip Lindsay and that was a 12 point difference. Um, you know, he's, he's got the loss to the real get at me where he only scored 104 points. Uh, he's got the loss to ammo who scored 158 on him. 
But if he doesn't figure something out there for or quarterback play, which I think he might, I think I think Carr might be a guy you can go into the playoffs with. Listen, this this is one of the owners that knows what he's doing. If he doesn't get it, if he's not the the first owner to get two rings, it was bad luck. Luck wasn't on his side. I mean, his lineup is a freaking powerhouse, and everybody knows it. It's just a matter of time before it clicks. So is he your, is he the guy you're riding into the playoffs as a favorite? I would definitely say this is the team that's the favorite going into the playoffs as of this week now, barring any injuries or any crazy trades that he thinks he should do, um, which is probably more likely that, that Mike will have a trade here before the deadline, which uh, I'll remind everybody is, I believe, November 20th, 22nd. 22nd? Or 20th? Is 22nd or 20th? I believe it's 20-something. 22nd, 20th, one of those. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, check the chat. It's in there. I mean, Mike. Mike's an owner where he makes a trade. He's not looking at season long. You know, he's looking at those three weeks of playoffs because he's he's a guy that knows that those are the ones that matter. Um, he's going to set himself up to to go to have a run. You know, you're not going to lose. You're not going to lose in the playoffs knowing that you didn't do everything you could. So, yeah, I almost feel like if you're trading with Mike these days, something's going on. If you're trading, to say it, but. You, you, the potential person that's getting something from Mike may uh, may need to second guess it, right? Because Mike could sell you Oceanside property in Arizona. Well, God bless him. I mean, that's again, that's that's one of his strengths. That puts him at number two in my rankings. He he oddly had like fifteen dollars left over at the end of the draft, and I was wondering what he was doing. But apparently, you know, he felt like he had the pieces or at least, you know, knew how to get the pieces to put this team together. Um, again, like I said, top 10 position players, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, um, you know, and possibly a quarterback that could, you know, get it done in the playoffs. But. That brings me to our number one position. I can't wait. I wonder who it is. And you're probably wondering, you know, has he won the most games ever in fantasy football? Yes. You know, is he on a four-game winning streak and he's the hottest team in the league? Yes. You know, has has he been to the playoffs every year except for one? Yes. You know. Did he miss the first round of the draft? Yes. You know, but that's what makes the real get at me. Well, let me jump in really quick I mean, for all the owners here. The big question is, and there's a lot of yeses that you just answered. The big question is, does he have a ring? Has he won it? I mean, I'm a statistics guy, and every year it's a new owner, and Looking at the other, I think this is it. This is your year. I'm just, I'm looking, I'm looking at the other owners, you know, that don't have a ring. That, you know, I'm looking at the guys with rings that are sitting there, you know. So let's go over that. Who doesn't have a ring? Paul. Paul. He, Bobby. Bobby. November. November. Ammo. Ammo. All, all in my top eight. 
So you're saying you're going to get a ring before all those guys we just listed. I didn't say all of them. I said statistics say that we're going to get a new champion this year, and it's not going to be a repeat. So you're backtracking now. So it's going to be either Bobby, Ammo, Nick, or you. I like my team most out of those guys. If I had to go by all the guys that don't have a ring, I'm taking my team. Okay. Very good. Out of all the guys with no rings this year, I think my vote would be – I mean, I got to go with Bobby. I mean, his, his team's the most threat. I, I could see where you could believe that. I mean, but – I mean, I can go toe-to-toe with pretty much any team. I have Saquon Barkley, who – you know, when I took some of my losses, he was out those three weeks. Um, you know, I didn't have him for a Washington game. He would have done well in a Minnesota game. He could have produced in. You know, he could say he didn't do. He wouldn't done anything against New England, but you know, great players know it. Know how to get things done. And there was a game that he got hurt in. Uh, you know, he had to leave. He already had six points in the first quarter. So I mean, there was a lot of potential there. So let me ask you this. Out of all the guys, the uh, seven guys that do have rings, who is your front runner? Um, I think I'd have to be with you on uh, on Kiefer. You know, I think I think Mike's got the team that could most likely get this done, barring any crazy setbacks to a key part of his team, but he's also got plenty of guys who can pick up the slack if he needed to. And uh, I know we talked a little bit off the air about this, but uh, granted everything pans, if today was the end of the season, the stats and the standings were what they were going into the last week of the regular season. I know you had mentioned a, a tough schedule or a tough, tougher path than even myself at the three seed. Um, would you as an owner potentially that last week throw the game not start some starters so that you drop back in the standings and not open up with a Bobby or a Mike I mean I'm a man trying to win the league and if you know if the numbers if the numbers show that usually the number one seed will get upset you know I I don't need that juju on me um I could see myself potentially playing the odds Moving back in the lineup, in the rankings, maybe dropping down to a third or fourth seed, and avoiding some of those guys. I mean, it might keep the other people out of the playoffs, but you know, get yourself in a better position. I mean, we got four weeks left. So that reminds me of uh, what was it a couple of years ago when uh, Paul dropped you know half his lineup because he was having a pity party. Do you, do you think that's similar to just kind of like? just dropping your whole roster for anybody to grab and make do with it and screw the other owners over? I mean, I'm not dropping any of my guys. I just might not play some of them. They need to get yeah. rest. It's the playoffs. That's pretty interesting. I wonder what, uh, you know, some of the owners, especially the Chris and McCrellies and some of the others that are very competitive would think about you throwing a game so it could benefit yourself. I mean, I figure if they don't like it, they can leave. I mean, that's what they usually tell us, that they're going to leave. Um, but back to my team, not only do I have possible MVP, Aaron Rodgers, um, 
I also have two running backs consistently in the top 10, Saquon Barkley and Chris Carson. Um, I got Stefan Diggs. He might have had some bad games, but if you really look at his numbers, you know, he's been over 100 yards receiving four times, and three of those times he went over 140. Um, he's been in the end zone five times. Um, and I like I like his playoff schedule. I get I get a lackluster Detroit defense, you know, decent Chargers defense there in the second week, and then a Green Bay that you know gives up points. So I mean, I'm not I'm not worried about that guy. Um, I just made a trade for James White. Trade away my tight end. You know, I trade away a top tight end. He got injured. You know, I didn't know anything about it. But you know, James White's due for some due for some pretty big games here. He just had you know he had a decent one against Baltimore with uh, 15 points and a touchdown. Uh, but holding on to Josh Gordon way too long. But when you put that kind of money into a guy, you hope he lands in a good position. Kind of like the stock stock market, you gotta hang hang tight there. Right. I mean, you gotta right. buy you gotta buy the dips. What do you want me to do? Uh, Sammy Watkins, you know, he showed us once what he can do if you just throw him the ball. Uh, you know, week one at 200 yards, three touchdown game. I mean, he has potential. I mean, that's that guy can do that kind of stuff. Uh, his playoff schedule doesn't really allow for it with New England, Denver, Chicago, but with Pat Mahomes throwing you the ball, you know, you want to be part of that offense. Um, also, you know, I know how to, I know how to work the waiver wires. You know, I picked up, uh, Cole Beasley here a couple weeks ago. He has a touchdown in three consecutive games. Uh, you know, I got this Danny Amadola I picked up a couple weeks ago and, you know, he went back to back games with eight catches, hundred yards, you know, you know, I'll, I'll find guys to make sure I'm winning games. Um, Jalen Samuels won me some big games because uh, I know you were pretty high on him before the draft and you had him, but you know you you just didn't want to go through his injury, so you let him go. You know, it's just you know again, you, if you're gonna hold on to Connor who gets hurt and has cancer, I mean, you think you can hold on to his backup for a couple weeks? You should be ashamed of yourself. I mean, if the Steelers suck, what do you want me to do about it? Hey, four and four. Playoff hunt. Playoff hunt. So are the Browns. Come on. Still one and zero in the division. Um, you know, so there you have it. Real good at me. Number one in the rankings. Um, four game winning. Four game winning streak. <clears throat> almost. Almost has more points against him than for him, but the guy knows how to win. And that's what playing as much Fortnite. That's what you need to do here, you know. And he does. He still wins Fortnite all the time. He even plays Call of Duty now. I mean, he seems like a great guy. I mean, he's a great husband, father. Right. I I haven't even mentioned that I'm doing all this while raising a child. I mean, he's sitting for some EPA exam in Columbus, and he's he's on a podcast. I mean, the the kid's got it going. Right. I mean. I do what I can. I mean, sometimes my weakness is I'm too humble about what I'm actually doing here. Like, you guys don't see the homework I'm doing. I mean, I've got my earpiece in at work. I got the podcast playing. You know, I'm 
cleaning up the shit. I'm fixing the water mains, you know. But I'm always thinking about the league because this is my year. So we'll be do- we're going to be doing this the, the next few weeks for everybody? I mean, I'm always down to do this because you know, I'm a podcast guy now. I mean, I pay for the Hall of Fame package on Fantasy Pros. So, I mean, I get free podcasts. Um, you know, if some of your other guys were interested, um, I'd also like to plug in my my FanDuel contest that we do every week. Uh, it's a very competitive FanDuel draft. Run it week long, hundred bucks, thirty bucks a winner each week. You know, it gives you a lot more excitement, especially when uh, you know, say you're one of these owners like uh, Ross or Dean, and your season's over. You could still be you could still be competing every week for a chance at the grand prize at the end of the year with your uh, new lineups every week. I mean, don't throw away your notebook and pencil yet. But uh, sorry. So before we leave here, are you a fan of the auction draft, or are we going to go back, you think, to Snake? No, I didn't mind the auction draft, you know, because like like Kiefer's PowerPoint said, it gives you the chance to get the players you want. You know, again, some guys don't like to do their homework, but, you know, this is going to benefit the guys who know what they're doing, and it shows that you're not just going to get lucky and just have Tom Brady on your lineup and – win a championship one year and just to clarify the uh the reason why you were late to the draft this year you were going to visit jason the hospital or is is that rumor or were you getting what was it beer or chew right i'd I'd heard the news and while some owners were calling bullshit saying don't worry about that guy he's he's just making shit up i was in my car on my way you know just worried about the guy. I mean, he's just a little guy, and I worry. You know, his tummy hurt, and I was going to bring him chicken soup, and that's when I found out that he was already at the hospital. Okay, I just wanted to clarify, because when I you know, was speaking to other owners about pausing it, uh, many of them were very upset that I paused the draft for you when I told them that it was, you know, because you were visiting one of the owners that was in the hospital, it was okay. Right, this, this wasn't because I was in... North Dakota trying to work off my cell phone or, you know, I just wasn't paying attention or, you know, I drafted Robert Griffin and T.Y. Hilton rollbacks. You know, this was, I was worried about one of my owners, you know, my rival. He might be my rival, but he's still my friend. That's what this league's about. Yeah, you're very humbling. But... You know, that's all the time we got tonight, boys. This has been a great week nine. Uh, Four weeks left to get into the playoffs. So if you're on the outside looking in, you know, we got four-way tie there in seventh place. And, you know, Ross might be able to still sneak himself in here. So, you know, anything could happen. You know, I could drop all the way to fourth place here in a couple weeks. Nobody knows. But. God bless. Thanks for coming, Joe. Everybody have a good time. God bless you guys. I love you.